Hey guys, what's going on? It is Reverend Lyle Lewis coming at you with one more episode of my podcast. Happy to be before you. Happy that you guys are tuning in to listen to me yet one more time. I come from the Word Evangelistic Church where we are located in Chicago, Illinois. Stop by. Check us out on Google. Check us out on, I think we got a Facebook page. And check us out on YouTube. We've got videos streaming all the time. We do live uh, streamline telecasts uh, most of the time on Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays depending on how the spirit of God leads us to do things but you know hey I guarantee you if you check us out on on uh, at the word evangelistic church if you check us out online I guarantee you if you're somebody who's looking for the word of God to minister to your soul if you're somebody who's looking to get saved or whatever the case may be you check us out guarantee you you will not be disappointed. My pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend. My co-pastor, Prophet Sydney Townsend. I am Reverend Lyle Lewis, presiding underneath my pastors. And I uh, am before you one more time to render what I have been taught. So, here we go. Today, we are doing part two to the seed and the sower. Now, with us doing this part two to seed and the sower... Um, I want to go ahead and elaborate, you know, yeah, last week we're going to go ahead and we'll touch on, you know, we'll do a brief recap of what we did last week, which basically was we talked about the first part of the seed in the sower. The story goes as uh, Jesus gave a parable stating that there was one who went to sow seeds and he said there was one. He sowed seeds, you know, as he threw the seeds down, some fell on the wayside. The burnt fowls of the air came immediately and devoured it up. He sowed some on stony ground and immediately they sprang up because they had no earth but when the sun came they scorched them and they quickly withered away he said he sowed some among thorns and he said they grew but the thorns grew up around them and choked them um and then there was a fourth one where he said and he sowed some on good soil where they sprang up and they brought forth their fruit 30 60 and 100 fold now what i'm going to be doing is um uh breaking this down and i'm going to be breaking down this parable and i'll be bringing it according to today's time it's not going to be where i'm just teaching this just teaching some random bible story and giving a testimony or something goofy like that but rather instead i'm going to break it down to where you can understand what jesus christ was talking about to the fullest because this is how i was taught where the word of god was broken down to me and and it's all good when you read the word of god but it's one thing when you have somebody who can truly honestly teach you what the word of god is truly saying and this is the reason why as i always say i always i will always say it in probably every podcast that i have on this channel channel it is so important for you to go and find a man of god that is tied in to god that is tied in to the spirit of god that has been ordained by god to preach the word of god so that you can get the fullest understanding knowledge and wisdom of what the word of god has in store for you if you cannot find them by all means turn to the word evangelistic church check out my pastor hey yeah he's not the only one but that's the only one that i know that's the one that i can recommend you to if anybody else knows a man of god who's truly living holy living the word of god and preaching the word of god as he lives in holiness righteousness and in truth by all means you know i'm sure if as long as he's qualified notice what i said as long as he's qualified i don't hey why not listen to him you know but like i said i can only tell you about the person that i know which is my pastor prophet willisie townsend you know uh but let's go off into this part two now just to give a brief recap of part one 
part one, you know, we covered like, you know, the different ways that Satan could come in and steal the word of God. Because when Jesus Christ came around his apostles, he broke down the word of God and he had broke it down to where he had explained it that those that, that the ones who fell around along the wayside are those that when they hear the word, Satan immediately comes and steals the word. And Satan comes and steals the word through justification, through excuses, through, you know, uh, attacking the mind before church, during church, after church, keeping it to where you can't focus when the word of God is going forth. You don't remember what the word of God and said things along those lines. OK, now we're going off into part two. Now, part two of this was, like I said, it is where the one where it said and some of the seeds were, were sown on the stony ground. Now, he said on the stony ground, it said that the, they grew. Notice what Jesus Christ said. He said that they grew until they sprang up. That's what he's saying when he said they sprang up. He said they grew because it had no earth. So what does it mean? It's like anybody who's ever done any kind of gardening or who's ever pulled weeds. Either way, you know, I've done gardening as a child and I pulled weeds as a child. I've, I've, yeah, you know, uh, so when Jesus, when I read this in the Bible and I got the full understanding of it, I understood what he was talking about before I got the fullness of the understanding, uh, as far as to the extent of what he was saying naturally, but to break it down spiritually, I did not understand it until it was taught to me, you know, by my pastor, he went into a deep elaboration of the word of God. And that is what I'm going to render unto you today, along with whatever it is that the Lord deals with me to render unto you. So um, let's go ahead and dive into this. Now, the second one, like I said, is said that he sowed it among stony ground. And Jesus Christ said that it immediately grew up because it had no earth. But it said the sun, the sun, the sun had shone amongst it. The sun, bleh, <laughs> the sun shined down on it, and because there was no uh, earth for it to take root, it said that immediately it was scorched up. Now, let's break this down. The first part of it where it said that, you know, it was sown on stony ground, and it said immediately it sprung up. Like Jesus Christ said, these are those that they come and they hear the word. And they take it with joy and gladness. But it says by and by they're offended. It says they wind up being offended by the word of God. Now, what does this go off into? Let's break it down different ways that people are offended by the word of God. Number one, people feel offended by the word of God because they feel as though the pastor that's preaching the word of God is judging them. The pastor is not judging you. The pastor is just rendering the word of God. Your own feelings, your own guilt, your own conscience, your own thoughts of you knowing you're doing wrong. That's what's judging you. This is the reason why the Bible says that I come not to judge. It's the word that comes to judge. This is the word, the same, the, the word that will judge you. You know what I'm saying? You were not judged by the individual. The individual is just preaching the word of God. The individual is just like me. If you hear anything that I'm telling you and you get offended, don't blame me that I got that you got offended. You're the fool that went out there doing whatever it is that you wanted to do that went against the word of God. I didn't tell you to drink. I didn't tell you to smoke. I didn't tell you to have sex with people that you're not married to. I didn't tell you to be a homosexual. I didn't tell you uh, what to do with your life or what not to do with your life. Only thing I did was suggest, hey, get saved. That's all I did. 
And then I rendered the word of God to you. And I told you how the word of God speaks against certain things and doesn't agree with certain things and tells us that are saved to come out from amongst people that do these things that we be not entangled again with those same yokes of bondages that we once came out of. You get what I'm saying? But you get where so many times the word of God goes forth and people get offended by the word of God because they say, oh, well, he's judging me. He's condemning me. You're already condemned with what you've done. Nobody, none of us that are preaching the word of God are condemning you. We're just coming from the Bible. This is what the Bible says. You know, sad part about it is the same people that swear up and down that you're judging them and condemning them are the same people who swear up and down they read the Bible all the time. And the thing of it is, is that what I always wonder is if if you read the Bible as much as you claim you do, then how is it that you skipped over these parts that I'm teaching about, that my pastor is taught about, that many other people that preach the word of God and preach the trueness of the word of God have rendered? How is it that you skipped over these things? How is it that you skipped over that you're supposed to give a tenth unto God from the gross, not the net? How is it that you skipped over the part where the Bible says that man shouldn't be with man and woman shouldn't be with woman? How is it that you skipped over the part where the Bible told you you're not supposed to hate people? How is it that the, you skipped over the part of the Bible where it tells you why it's important to come to church? Why it's important to fellowship? Why it's important to love your neighbor? What part of the Bible are you reading? Because I've read the whole entire Bible. And my Bible told me that neither drunkards shall make it into the kingdom of God, nor effeminate, nor liars, nor backstabbers, nor those that, you know, are, are happy to go and just do evil. And those, uh, uh, those who are creators of wicked inventions and things like that. The Bible elaborates on so much stuff that God is against. But then people come to church or they hear me preach the word at, at different places where I go or if I witness to them or whatever the case may be. And when I tell them, hey, God is not pleased with these actions, then they get offended. Well, why are you judging me? I didn't judge you. Only thing I did was tell you what the Bible said. That's all I did. I didn't judge you. I told you that the Bible said it was wrong. Notice what I said. I told you that the Bible said it was wrong. That's all I did. And I'm telling you, I stand with the Bible. I agree with it. The Bible had to tell me things were wrong. And I, 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 I did like the Bible said. So the Bible says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. That's what God told has told so many people. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. But that is what so many people are doing. They hear the word of God and they get offended. By the word of God and they harden their hearts for the word of God. You want to know why they're too busy looking at the person that's telling them this instead of looking at the word of God and the spirit of God that is behind the person telling them this. See, Satan has their eyes only going so far as to stop at the flesh of an individual that's rendering the word of God into them. Instead of listening and understanding, this is not this person telling me this. This is God telling me this because God tells me throughout the word of God that he wants everybody to come to heaven. He wants everybody to come to heaven, but there's certain requirements, statutes, rules, regulations, and things like that that you have to follow and come up to in order to make it in. 
Now you get it where man will do everything that they can. They will, they will, they, they, they. If they want to get into a certain kind of school, they'll make whatever grades that they gotta make. Come up with whatever tuition money they gotta come up with. They'll play whatever sports or be involved in whatever activity to get into a school. If it's a club and they say that you gotta pay this much money or have this kind of status in life, they will go and acquire these things. If it's a job and they say you got to know this skill and have that skill and have this degree and have that diploma, man will go out and work and go to school and do this and do that to come up to whatever requirements and statutes so that they can get this kind of job. But when the Bible says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this and do that, then they want to get offended. Now they want to have a problem. Oh, you're judging me. You claim to read the Bible. You read that. Why the hell didn't you get it? Why, why are you? If you're telling me that I'm offending you, then what you're telling me is God offended you. Because I'm only telling you what he said. I'm only telling you what Jesus Christ said. I'm only telling you what was written down in the word of God that was that, 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 that the Bible says is settled in heaven. It's the same way with a person's rules in their house. There, there is no negotiating. When you had, When you were a child. So for some of you that are children, you're listening to the show. Hey, thanks for tuning in. But when there's rules in a house, can you argue with those rules? No. Can you negotiate with those rules? Not really. No, you can't. The rules are set. If your parents told you to be home by a certain time, you had to be home by a certain time. If your parents told you you had to get decent grades, you had to get decent grades. If your parents told you you had certain chores that you had to do, you had to make sure that those chores got done. And if not, there was some kind of consequence, repercussion, or punishment that went along with it. It's the same concept with God. Where do you think man gets his rules from? Look at man with the law, with court, with police officers. They put certain rules and things in place so that people will know what to do and what not to do. And it's set in stone. You do not kill people. That's what, now don't get me wrong. Where did man get that from? They got that from the Bible. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. A lot of man's rules come from the Bible. Yet we find it so hard to be obedient to the Bible. But when man puts it out there, we'll do that. You want to know why? Because man will put you in jail up front. See, when God says, I'm going to come and judge you, you look at Adam and Eve. God didn't come and judge them exactly that day. I mean, don't get me wrong. He punished them. Yeah, he judged them to a certain extent. But see, here's, the, here's what Satan does to here's what Satan does to a man. Look at what he did with Adam and Eve. Notice how he told Eve. He said, hey, Eve, look, look at the tree. It, 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 doesn't it look good for food and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And he talked her into eating other fruit. Now, Eve was fighting Satan at first by telling him. He, she gave him what God said. He said, she said, God told us that if we eat of the fruit, we will die. Satan said, you won't die. He said, basically, God just doesn't want you to eat of the fruit because then you'll become like him where your eyes are open and a knowledge of good and evil. Now, let me ask you a question. Did Satan lie to Eve? If you really want to get technical, that is both a yes and no answer. Here's why I say it's a yes and no answer. It's a no answer because she didn't die at that moment. And that's what Satan does to people. 
He tricks him. He deceives him. He he makes him think that it's okay if you do this or you got time to get this right or whatever the case may be. And then they wind up going out doing something. They get caught up in something. And then next thing you know, they can't get back right. Eve ate the fruit. Did she die at that moment? No, but she started dying at that moment. That was when death was sown into the body. The moment that she ate that fruit and God cursed her. Death was sown into the flesh. He said, from dust you came, to dust you shall return. That was his curse on man. That was death right there. Did she die at that moment though? No. But I guarantee you, you can't find her on the earth now. I'm sure she's dead and gone, long gone. Her ashes have turned to ashes and dust. So... I said ashes, so for those of you that, <laughs> I, yeah, but you get what I'm saying, and that's what Satan does. See, Satan, when somebody like me comes and renders the word of God, automatically the first thing you do is you say, you're judging me or you're condemning me. Satan is trying to throw up me or throw up a holy man of God to you that's preaching the word of God to say, look at this person. What makes them think that they can tell you that you're wrong? You know you're wrong. You know stealing is wrong. You know walking around getting drunk all day is wrong. You know doing drugs is wrong. You know that having unmarital sex is wrong. You know that man being with man, woman being with woman is wrong. So many other things that we can elaborate on are wrong. You know this. Come on now. Everybody knows this. But because man has a choice, he can decide if he wants to be wrong or not. Listen, I'm not here to 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 condemn you. Like I said, I'm only bringing you what the Bible taught. The Bible says it's wrong. I stick with what the word of God says. If you feel condemned, because you condemned yourself. You feel judged, you judged yourself. Only thing I did was tell you. You go to work, let me ask you a question. When you go to work and your boss tells you to get to work, do you get offended and feel as though he's telling you that you're lazy? No, you feel as though he's doing his job by telling you get to work. That's what your boss is there for, to tell you to get to work and you get to work. You don't cop no attitude at him. Oh, well, I, I don't know who he thinks he is. What? Your boss goes to work. Your supervisor goes to work. He does his job to make sure you do your job right. I'm only doing my job as a minister, rendering the word of God unto you. If you feel as though I'm judging you, then that shows you have a serious lack of knowledge. That honestly just shows that you really just don't understand what a minister's job underneath God is supposed to do. We give the word of God. That's all we do. We put the word of God out there. We, 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 we shout it out loud along the highways and the byways and now over the telecasts and the streamlines and the radios and all this other kind of stuff over the airwaves, whatever. That's all we do. We give the word of God out. Now, if you want to be condemned, if you want to be offended, unfortunately, that's your problem. That's your fault. But 
But this is one of the reasons why so many people fall away from God, because they get offended that somebody is doing their job. What's another way that a person gets offended by hearing the word of God? Uh, the, the, you're judging me. Okay, another way. People feel as though nobody can tell them what to do. And to a certain extent, you are right. But at the same time, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Nor is any other man of God. Jesus Christ didn't come here uh, telling you necessarily. Uh, well, I put it to you like this. He didn't come here trying to force you to do anything. And that's what a lot of people feel. They feel as though we come trying to force our beliefs on you. We're not trying to force anything on you. Jesus Christ came and he told the people what the word of God said. He came and told the people what God required, what the word of God required. He told them the direction that they should go in. What do I mean by that? When I say the direction they should go, meaning only thing Christ did was gave suggestions. See, Satan and God will both get suggestions, but it's the way they give suggestions. God will give you a suggestion and leave it at that. You should get saved. You should not. Thou shalt not commit fornication. And, and, and he said, hey, don't do that. But then he's going to leave it up to you. Did he go and force Adam and Eve to not eat the fruit? No, he told them, don't eat of these trees. Do not eat of the tree of life and do not eat of the tree of good and evil. You can do whatever the hell you want throughout the rest of the garden. Leave those two trees alone. And he walked away. He didn't enforce anything until he put them out of the garden and made it to where they couldn't return back in. Because he said if they stay, they're going to wind up putting their tree to the uh, tree of life and they wind up living forever. So to make sure that they didn't do that, that was when he forced his hand. But notice, God doesn't force his hand until we cause him to force his hand. God doesn't force his hand until he brings judgment. Satan, on the other hand, will force his hand. You ever have it where you were peer pressured to do something? Your friends are like, oh, come on. Oh, oh, come on, man, man. Come on, man. Quit being lame, man. Oh, come on, man. You can do it, man. Man, dude. Like, They make you feel guilty. They make you feel bad. They make you feel like, you know, you're, you're the odd man out. They pressure you. They push you to do things that either you do want to do, but you're kind of skeptical about, or things that you don't want to do that you know you shouldn't be doing. They just they just constantly push you. They just constantly push you. You don't speak bad about them, though. But somebody comes preaching the word of God saying you should get saved and give your life over to God. Now you want to get offended because you feel as though he's trying to force something on you. No, we're not trying to force things on you. Only thing we're trying to do is just to give a suggestion. This is what will be best for you. But then people get offended. Well, 
What makes you think that that would be best for me? I don't know. Maybe because when you die, you'll have somewhere to go that isn't a place of fire and torment. We suggest this to you because we care about you and we care about your soul. We care about where you go in your afterlife. We care about bringing people out of the kingdom of Satan and putting them in the kingdom of God. Not for members, not for church membership, but more or less just so that you can be a soul that has been saved under God's grace. So that you can escape the fiery pits of hell that are awaiting for you when you die. I haven't escaped them yet to an extent. And here's what I mean. I haven't escaped them yet. This is what I mean when I say that. The only reason why I say I haven't escaped them yet is because Satan is still able to tempt me. Satan is still able to try to try to influence me. Is going to hell an option for me? Yes, if I fall off from God, if I leave God, if I do wrong in the eyesight of God and keep living in that kind of lifestyle. But I choose to live. I choose to put off this 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 carnality in this fleshly man and live a, a spiritual life unto God. Somebody suggested that life to me. And it took me a while to understand what they were doing. Yeah, at first I thought the same thing. They're trying to force this on me. They're trying to condemn me. They're trying to judge me. It's the same things that I thought. Until my eyes got open and I realized what was happening. Nobody's trying to judge me, at least not from this angle. I'm getting judged worse from Satan than I am from God. You want to know why? Satan will do everything he can to make you feel guilty, to make you feel low, to make you feel depressed. He will do everything he can in his power to get you under his influence. This is the reason why people feel depressed. This is the reason why people feel suicidal. This is the reason why people feel angry. This is the reason why people feel because Satan has his hand in there. He has his hand in their mind, in their spirit. So when the word of God is going forth, and they hear the word of God, instantly they shun the word of God because they feel as though it's, 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 it's trying to harm them in some kind of way. It's trying to do them damage in some kind of way. How is it that the word of God telling you to live a better life? How is that damaging? You want to know why? Like it says, by and by they were offended, which is another way. People don't want to give up what they are involved in. This man, this woman loves this other man and this woman. But they don't feel as though they have to marry him yet. Just yet. They feel as though, eh, you know, I could live with him a couple of more years. You know, we have us some kids. And then later on down the line, I'll I'll marry him and we could be a, 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 a proper family. Why not marry him now? You shouldn't be fornicating. So why not marry him now? Notice, you shouldn't. That's a suggestion. You should not. I suggest you don't. You shouldn't. I'm not forcing anything on you because I'm not there, you know, keeping you from getting undressed with this man or this woman. I'm just suggesting, hey, you shouldn't do that because it goes against the word of God. 
But you got people who are like, I'm not going to give up my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my fiance, because the Bible tell because because they don't even say the Bible. They say because this pastor tells me to. But if you read your Bible and it tells you thou shalt not commit fornication. They skip over that part. They get offended when somebody tells them what the Bible says. Because they feel as though nobody can tell them what to do. God's love extends to us to where he gave us the power of choice. If that's the choice you want to make, the Bible tells you, choose you this day, life or death. But the Bible also tells us that there's a way that seems right unto a man and the inner thereof is the ways of death. So what does that say? A lot of times man chooses death because he's going off of his own mind. He's going off of his own knowledge, his own wisdom. And don't get me wrong. Some of this is knowledge and wisdom that has just been handed down to us. Some of this is not. Some of it is knowledge and wisdom that we acquired on our own. But whether you acquired this knowledge and wisdom on your own or whether it was handed down to you, when the word of God goes forth, you now have knowledge of right and wrong, of good and evil, of what God would have for you to do and what God would have of you not to do. And we make the choice. And this is the reason why the Bible says they quickly, they hear the word, they get joy, they get, they get, they, they get glad but it said the word of god by and by to get offended well why would you get offended at something that made you happy because now the word of god after the hooping and the hollering and the singing and the daniel and the lion's den bible story and the 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 the, the uh um i don't know Whatever other Bible story that happened that day that they were, you know, that that pastor was preaching about that made everybody oh so happy when the word of God really starts to dig into them to where it's like, okay, now we're teaching the word of God. And today's lesson is about the mind, how you shouldn't hate people, how you shouldn't lust after people, how you should uh, 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 um, have good thoughts. Now, all of a sudden, they get offended because they feel as though somebody's trying to tell them what to do. Get mad at the cigarette company. They're telling you they want you to smoke. You light up a pack every day and, and don't get mad at that. Beer commercials, beer ads. Hell, they're telling you we want you to drink. But we figure that they want our, they're in our best interest when they say dumb stuff at the end of a beer commercial like, please drink responsibly. Do we get mad at the beer company when people wind up going out there and driving drunk? No, no. Why? The beer company didn't force you to do anything. They didn't force the beer down your throat. But we get mad at the preacher. That's rendering the word of God. We don't get mad at the cigarette company. That's constantly pumping out propaganda. Encouraging young kids to smoke. But we get mad at the preacher that's ministering the word of God. We don't get mad at all of the sex that's on TV. 
But we get mad at the preacher that's ministering the word of God. Because the minister that's rendering the word of God says you can't have sex outside of marriage. You shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be smoking. You should be serving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength because that is something that will benefit you for your future. We get mad at him. But we don't get mad at Fannie Mae for selling us false dreams that if you go to college, you're going to live a fantastic life. We don't get mad at this so-called lie of the American dream, but we get mad at the truth. This is the reason why the Bible asks us. It was Paul that asked, he asked church, am I your enemy now because I tell you the truth? Because you had it where a lot of people were getting offended by the word of God. They were getting offended that Paul was preaching the truth. He's like, what, am I your enemy now? Because I'm telling you what the Bible said. Because I'm telling you what Jesus Christ said. Because I'm telling you what God said. Because I'm telling you somebody else's requirements that's greater than us. That's our creator. I'm telling you what our creator requires of you. So that you can make it to where he is. And you're getting mad at me. But that brings up another reason why it is that it is that people get offended. Because they don't want to know. And the reason why I say that is because the Bible even states, it says, my people have gone into captivity for the lack of knowledge because they rejected knowledge. You get so many people. They hear the word and they just reject it. They don't want it. They may want the church. They want the the, the, the choir singing. They Hell, they even want the tithes and offering bucket. They want that. Hey, whatever. Just don't preach the word of God. You can see that with a lot of these mega churches. These people will go to these mega churches and they will pay big bucks to these mega churches. But there's not a lick of the word of God actually being preached from the Bible in truth and in spirit. You get some pastor get up there and he gets all sweaty, jumping around and hooping and hollering and, you know, uh, declaring a testimony or talking about a Bible story or 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 talking about some random stuff that has nothing to do with the word of God. And because he says something like, won't God do it or ain't God great or bless the Lord, everybody just falls out and hoops and hollers and they but it, when you get down to it, okay, what was actually taught? What did he actually teach that I can walk away from? And when Satan attacks me or, or tries to tempt me, I can take what he said and use it in my mind, in my spirit, in my heart, in my flesh, against other people, against circumstances, circumstances, I'm sorry, against trials and tribulations, against my problems. What did he actually preach that I can actually take and use? Nothing. You want to know why? Because that's the reason why people get offended. Don't give us what the word of God says. Don't give us the truth of the word of God. Give us the, what is it? Uh, give us the lipstick and makeup of the word of God. And what I mean by the lipstick and makeup, notice how a woman puts on lipstick and makeup and all this other kind of stuff, but that's not really who she is. Yeah, yeah, I've seen quite a few females. They, they, you don't believe me? 
Go on YouTube and watch these uh these makeup tutorials. All right, you see females like they 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 they're like you know they 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 start the video and they look all glamorous and nice and pretty, and then they say, "Okay, let's get started." And then you see what they really look like, and you're like, "Oh my God, they should not have done that." That's what the people want. They want the lipstick. They want the outside show of the word of God. Hey, you can read from the Bible, but don't tell me that the Bible doesn't. That, but don't tell me what God requires. I want to hear about Daniels and the Lions. And yeah, I'll hear about Daniels and the Lions. And sure, I'll sit up and let the choir sing a song for an hour and a half. Sure. You know, yeah, we'll be in church and hooping and hollering about somebody's testimony about how they got delivered or got a car or got money or whatever. Sure, we'll do that. But don't tell me that I'm not allowed to have my man. Don't tell me I'm not allowed to have my drugs. Don't tell me I'm not allowed to have my alcohol. Don't tell me I'm not allowed to keep all of my money to myself. Don't tell me that God doesn't want me to do this. Don't tell me God wants me to do that. Don't give me any requirements. Don't give me any statutes. Don't give me any commandments. Leave all that out. All I want is the glamorous side. That God is love. That God understands. What really offends people is the truth of the word of God. I'm going to go ahead and end it right here because this is a topic, man, I can probably go on and on. I'll probably go on for another two hours. But, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and end this right here. Make sure you guys stay tuned for part three of our segment, which is uh, when the word of God is sown among thorns. Man, 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 oh man! It's the, the more I go into this, to, this, these topics, the more passionate I get about them because I'm passionate about the Word of God, and I, I, I'm passionate about not only living the Word of God, but rendering the Word of God unto others so that they can get the true fullness of the Word of God, what it's really trying to tell them. I'm not into Bible stories, you know. If if I was teaching, if this was me trying to teach a bunch of kids, then yeah, Bible stories would be great. But this is me trying to teach everybody. Children, adults, you know, young adults, senior citizens, anybody that's willing to listen, anybody that's willing to hear the word of God, that wants to know the truth of the word of God, that really wants to know what the word of God is trying to get through to them. So if you listen to what the spirit has to say, I will more than happily continue to render the word of God. Tune in next week. If you want to hear more of what I've been taught, hey, if you like what if you like the way that I teach, and trust me, this is just me on a podcast. You haven't not really heard me really like get down and teaching. Like I'm like, man, like, you know, this is just me on the podcast. I'm just, you know, this is this is kind of like my mellow teaching right now. I'm like, man, like, you know, when I get into the word, oh, trust me. So, I mean, man, it's like real, real heavy, real fervent because, I mean, I get I really just get into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I, 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 I aim to please God to the fullest. I'm not offended by the word of God. Whatever the word of God would have for me to do. There have been things the word of God asked me to do, told me to do, commanded me to do that I was involved in that I didn't want to give up. But because it was God who told me to do it, because it's the word of God and because I know that I'm living for God and not for myself, I instantly gave it up. I was like, okay, Lord, if that's what you want for me. If that's what you require of me. No problem. This isn't somebody who's just telling you to do and I haven't done. No, I've given up a lot of things. I fought a lot of things. I pushed off a lot of things. 
and am yet doing it. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, you know, like I'm like I've obtained Kung Fu Ninja mastery of, you know, being a saint. No, I'm, there's still things that I have to come up to. There's still things I'm not perfect in God. Not at all. You know, God, the word of God still constantly comes back and it tells me things about my mind, about my flesh, about my feelings, about my point of view, things along those lines that I have to try to. Hey, look, OK, if that, well, if that's not what God wants of me, I have to try to curve that to where it, it fits within the guidelines of the word of God. So until next time, this is me signing off. I'll see you guys next time. God bless.